Hello and welcome to the Good, the Bad and the Ugly podcast series in which we talk to people who have experience in real innovation problems. Problems might be in the area of products, services or projects and they tell us the good, the bad and the ugly. We're starting with Jer O'Shaughnessy of Neuroform who talks about his experience of the effect of a structured approach to front-end design and its impact on projects and companies, which is very interesting actually. Before we start, we're titling the talks, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, a common phrase, but which originated in the famous Sergio Leone and Clint Eastwood spaghetti westerns of the same name in 1966. Apart from being a role-breaking anti-hero western, it was also the innovative music from those series of westerns that made a mark. The music was composed by Ennio Morricone, who sadly died this week at the age of 91. I had the great pleasure of seeing him conduct a few years ago, and I consider myself very lucky. We recognise his genius by playing out with some of his music. The podcast series is sponsored by Netzer, www.netzer.com. We provide digital onboarding and customer digital channel management solutions to a wide range of verticals, including mobile operators, MVNOs, eSIM providers, financial institutions and charities. Please contact us at www.netzer.com if you require customer acquisition, onboarding and management solutions. Okay, so today we have Jerry Shaughnessy, who I've known for a long time. Jerry's a very experienced entrepreneur and business development person. I know Jerry has some thoughts on innovation that I think you'll find interesting. So just to kick off, Jerry, maybe you'll introduce yourself to the listeners. Yeah, hi, Pat, and uh, thanks for having me on the podcast. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, I give a very brief introduction. I guess I'm now a veteran of the industry with about 30 years in uh, IT. And if I was to summarize those 30 years in one or two sentences, it's a person who sits between the technology and the business. So I guess I'm a translator of what technology can do into what it should do for businesses. So I've spent years as in various roles as a business analyst, as a business development manager, and I'm now head of propositions with Nearform. And what are Nearform? What do Nearform do? So- Nearform is a really interesting story. It's one of those kind of best kept secrets. It's uh, an Irish company. Uh, It's actually a global company that's based in Waterford. Um, And uh, Kino Madin and the the team down there have built up a really, really interesting business over about nine years, which uh, they're pioneers in open source and software development around open source. And as that has become more mainstream, their pioneering efforts have, have brought them to the forefront of people that uh, deliver high quality uh, digital solutions to clients, mostly enterprise and government around the world um, in a rapid and repeatable way. So Nearform um, uh, delivers really strong digital solutions and projects, about 21 countries, about 160 engineers. Well, it's a, it's a remote first company. And what's really interesting there is when COVID hit, um, near form didn't skip a beat so they're they, mm. they our team said well this is what we do we, we well, pretty much always work remote that's quite a that's quite a, a success story in terms of the irish market uh, that's you know a sizable company with a wide range of customers 
is there do you do you uh, focus on the Irish market or do you focus on well, no, what's your particular of, role? So from uh, it, it, for near form, quite a lot of the revenue comes from Canada, US, Italy, Spain, Brazil, places like that, and not as much. So they would not be as well known within the Irish market um, as some of the local, I guess, solution providers. So that's also a big plus in that the company didn't do the old let's start small in Ireland and take 10 years to grow out. Um, and again, with some enterprise iron backing and, and with, I guess, a degree of luck and a lot of hard work, the guys have delivered significant solutions into, as I say, companies in New York and Canada and uh, Brazil. Very good. And, and a, lot of, a lot of the team that you can reach out to on Zoom in the morning would be in London, Barcelona, Rome. Uh, so we quite often would have Zoom calls with 100 people and maybe 10 of them are in Ireland and the rest are in various countries around mm. uh, Europe and the world. Well, that, well that's, um, that's a pretty successful Irish multinational. In relation to the conversation earlier about innovation, you had some interesting things to say. Maybe, uh, Jerry, if you could describe what you see as the issue uh, when you're dealing with customers initially and how things might have evolved in the past and how you're changing things to, sure. uh, for the future. Yeah. So again, that's and my role in form is around that. It's really just that there's so much great value in near form around engineering and technology, and it's it's part of it. Me is for for my role with propositions is checking how that fits with the market and helping the market to understand more about it. it, it the topic, like in terms of innovation, part of what I want to chat about is almost the innovation hangover. I call it, uh, which is that. This, <laughs> Everyone is just so world weary. And these are some of the issues I talk to clients about. I think people are really, really tired of hearing digital transformation spoken every six words to <laughs> digital transformation. Badly understood. It's one of those phrases that's been used so much that it means nothing to anybody anymore. Mm -hmm. um, or it means everything to everyone, which is probably the same problem. The kind of the the area I'm looking at right now is is uh, there's a number of areas we, we work across cloud content and, and design UX design so the full gamut of solution delivery but the one that's probably of interest to me right now is front end and the way I describe this in very practical terms is most enterprises of any uh, reasonable size have organically grown what is probably now a mess of a front-end estate, one that's not particularly fit for purpose. And, and, and sorry, Jerry, I forgot the name here, but when you say front-end, are you talking the total user experience or what could you Yeah, I'm actually talking about the, 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 the framework that that sits on. And if you're looking at back over a number of years, right back to dumb terminals was the front end and eventually <laughs> it became the vt100 the <laughs> yes then it became the dumb the dumb web because i think it became a, a basic front end of html and css or whatever that just basically displayed information mm -hmm. and what's what's happened interestingly is over the years i find it's been almost true snobbery, a huge amount of the heavy engineering and heavy thought has gone into the back end systems of software and the middleware systems. And the front end has been left to kind of float on its own without necessarily being treated as a discipline. It's always people have looked down their noses at JavaScript developers and the front end. But in parallel, a couple of things have happened. One is the front ends become really, really vital to businesses because of the what I call the shift left, where enterprises now are asking customers to uh, to self provision online, to do their own customer care, to choose their products, 
there's a degree of personalization going into e-commerce, which is really, really vital. So the front end has become much more complex and uh, it's carrying a much heavier load in terms of the logic it needs to carry and the speed at which it needs to perform because user experience has become so important. So businesses that used to tack a thin front end onto their heavy back end are now realizing that their whole business is online and their experience has to be upfront, right in front of the customer. So that's a huge movement around yeah. design, customer experience, UX. So that's fine. And there's a massive movement around getting the experience and the user experience really uh, mm -hmm. strong in, in the front end. So, the, so the engineering hasn't followed. Yeah. Sorry. So, so yeah. What are you, what are you doing doing differently today that you compared to, based on your this experience or this. What we're, what we're trying to solve in the front end right now is that the average enterprise has been left with a plethora of different technologies, different tools and processes, different skills to run the front end. So the average company may have an iOS application or few, an Android application, a web front end for external, the web front end for internal. You can often end up with 40 engineers working on your front end using 60 technologies. Um, so you, what you end up with is a spaghetti junction of tech, various technologies, tools, processes. The impact of that is it's very hard to integrate them all together. You end up with silos. It's hard to find the skills and talent that apply to the technologies that were, that were um, leading edge four years ago and now not used by anybody. Mm -hmm. uh, and you get to this point where and I've, I've, I've bumped into this with particular companies where they're saying, well, we needed to change the color of a button on a screen and it cost us 60,000 euros and took four <laughs> weeks because we needed to agree it with everybody and then get seven engineering teams to apply it in their own way on their own screens against their own devices. What's, what the area that now most needs rapid innovation and new features delivered is the one that's least set up to do it because it's a it's a bit of a legacy mess and it's been ignored for years the front end everyone talks about the power of the back end and everyone talks about mm. the the middleware cloud web sphere uh, azure all that type of stuff but you, your average company is probably facing a, a bottleneck uh, in the front end of skills of um, productivity uh, and you sorry Ger, uh, are you um I mean, are you talking a methodology? You're talking a technology framework, or what's uh, what's different? Yeah, so so where where Nearform is coming is Nearform has had to deliver really high quality projects quickly because that's what we do for a living. We 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 fixed price uh, uh, some really complex solutions. We did them really, really quickly. So our guys are kind of like the Navy SEALs that you have to do it right and you have to do it right <laughs> the time. SEAL Team so, Six, huh? Yeah. So what what the guys have done is they have, uh, and I would say the guys, the engineers, the architects, or, or technical directors, is they have chosen the best set of open source languages, tools, and processes to deliver projects really well and, and repeatedly. And they are uh, they've actually encoded those in software accelerators. One of them, for example, for the front end is called Polaris open sourced it and given it back to the community to say these are this is the best way for you to deliver if you look at uh, polaris it's got a react native core react and react native it what it essentially does is if you set it up right it allows you to have one code base that delivers your application to ios android and web how successful is that is it is it very clean is what i mean 
it's very clean. It is, uh, we've used it. There are some projects, there, there are some massive, very high profile projects that I can't talk about <laughs> that are actually going to be announced in the next couple of weeks, whereby- Watch this space. It, watch this yeah, space. watch this space. And it's to do with, <laughs> to do with some, uh, yeah, some things that will have international impact. Uh, it, it, we, our guys have used it in a number of different projects where it has proven itself and they have fine tuned, if you like, in the wild. We, we have one large multinational in the States who are now moving their entire front end onto this framework. And it's as play as it is a organizational change to say, why do we have so many technologies in the front end? And why does it take us so long? And why do we have 60 engineers working on it where most of the work they're doing is integration? Whereas if we use this software accelerator, and make talk about this a lot at the moment, this innovation is not about the coolest new app. It's actually about the best way to properly engineer your front end for the next five years. It should be engineered like the back end. It should have a framework, tools, processes, choose a language, choose it's an opinionated architecture. And the benefits of that are that your your teams are actually much more productive. So a team of five engineers can deliver to iOS, Android, and web rather than 15 engineers delivering to all three and then trying to integrate later. So, so that's a substantial, um, so very, there's some drop out on the signal there, Jerry, but don't worry about it. Um, the, the, so that's a substantial acceleration in time and saving and, and costs by taking this approach. Big time. Uh, so to take it, we have another international one that we, we will have a case study on, and it's a, it's a, a globally recognized brand. But our guys, the, using the accelerators, you set up your environment very quickly because they've, they've done it all before. So they literally can roll out uh, uh, the accelerators and start coding on features uh, in this project they started they had the end users using test screens and using features in week two of the project and whereas all their previous mm. projects had taken three months to set up the environment to do the code to do the analysis so what our guys is they literally create a software framework that rolls out and has all of the core components of the application ready and what happens in terms of just project delivery you get to features much quicker. So instead of spending 40% of your time on setup and coding, you spend 10% of your time there and you spend the rest of the time delivering features in because you've used a software accelerator, an accelerated uh, approach to software delivery. So that must be much more satisfying for the customer to see the early delivery and be able to give feedback, must build confidence with the customer, this process. They love it. They love it. So like three or four of our major clients are now just moving that direction saying it actually, the benefits from just picking a framework and technology are far beyond the project. They actually change your organization because people could stop worrying about maintaining nine different ways of doing things and say, look, when we roll out a project, let's use this framework. It kicks you off and you get into features very, very quickly. And yeah, th so that project is an entire data science project uh, platform built in six months, which everybody else was telling them would take 12 months and it's been done. They love it. Um, yeah, and, and they love the fact that they're almost immediately talking about features rather than talking about, is that environment set up yet? You know, have you got your continuous integration deployment done? Which department's talking to what department? What what tools will we, will we use? What software will we use? So our guys come with it all in the box and say, here is the vanilla version of this. We're setting it up. We're ready to go. Let's, let's start coding uh, features now. Uh, okay. So it's really, it's really powerful. It's innovation 
of it's almost like the gold rush it's it's innovation <laughs> about it's the picks and shovels innovation it's not the cool gold nuggets like the shiny new app it's actually there is a better way to do it and in particular for the front end it's been ignored for years there's a better way to do things and it has a massive impact okay well thanks jared that's uh, quite interesting so basically you've described it maybe a different approach that it's a top-down thinking for the front end as opposed to our normal back-end approach initially. We really appreciate your, your time and your insights and wish you and uh, Nearform the best in the future. So thanks for coming along and talking to us today. Excellent. Thank you, Pat. Pleasure to be here.